All right, so my name is Michael DeLue. Today is episode 48 of Full Up the Tape. Today is also December 23rd, 2020. I'm really excited to get into today, today's show, and let's just jump right into it, all right? So the NBA season started yesterday. Uh, season 55 has just began. I'm really, really excited about this shit. Uh, the Lakers started off the night by getting their championship rings. Festive, very festive night, and then, you know, we got to business. So unfortunately, the Clippers ended up beating the Los Angeles Lakers 116 to 109, and I say unfortunately because I am a Laker fan, and I'm also the voice of Laker Nation. You better stop playing with me. I'm the voice of the streets and Laker Nation, all right? Look me up. Stop playing with me, all right? You already know what it is. Don't play with me, all right? And honestly, when I was watching the game, I was like, all right, uh, I definitely from a very, like at an early point in the game, realized the Lakers didn't come to play tonight. Like, definitely didn't come to play tonight. They were down 22 in, in at the end of the first quarter. And I was just like, all right. And, like, I think they almost gave up almost, I think, 40 points, if I'm not mistaken. They were they were able to rally back, but definitely I don't even think the Lakers led at all, actually, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember the, the Lakers leading at all. But one thing I did notice, and, and I'm, I'm always going to give props to where props is due. You know, I mean, as – even though I am a Laker fan, I'm an unbiased podcast as well as sports reporter, and I'm always going to give credit where credit is due. Even if I don't like the player, I think the player is honestly trash, but hey, it is what it is. I'll honestly say that the Clippers got exactly what they were, they thought they were get, going to get from PG. And by that, I mean, obviously, he was the player of the game. He had 26 points in one half, and not even one half. In, he did have 26 points in one half, not the first one, but the second one. And honestly, he played lights out. He was stellar. He was... He started off the game pretty shaky and looking bad, like he was breaking a couple shots. And, you know, he passed the ball to the referee. But after that, like he just turned up and just went crazy. But even though he did play very, very good, I'm not impressed. And the reason why I'm not impressed is because I've never like we all know that Paul George is a talented player. Like for anybody to say he sucks or he's not good, or he's not this, he's not that. Honestly, that's not true. The only thing Paul George isn't is present during the playoffs. Aside from that, like, I mean, obviously, like, Paul, like, like I, I've said this thousands and thousands of times. There's so many, there's, I wouldn't say so many, but there's a couple players in the NBA that you wouldn't be surprised if you saw 50 points next to their name. Paul George, he's one of them. You wouldn't be surprised if you seen 50 points next to his name. Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, um, Jamal Murray. You know, there's there's a couple players. Like, most of the all-stars and then, you know, even somebody like Karis LeVert. Like, I wouldn't be – like, I've seen Karis LeVert drop, like, 30, 38 or something like that. I think the very first episode of Pull Up the Tape, Karis LeVert dropped, like, 30-something. That's what I reacted to. Again, Paul George is not one of those people I would be surprised if he has a big game because he's actually a very talented and skilled player. But the only knock on him and the knock on him has always been, well, you're really good in the regular season. And as of, as recently as of 2018, regular season, you were in MVP talks and discussions and were finalists for the MVP. We know you can ball, but why don't you do it in the playoffs? Why is it that it seems like you shy away during the playoffs? Why is it that it seems like your, your play literally decreases? Everything about you decreases. Points per game, net efficiency, uh, PER, everything goes down in the playoffs. Why? All right, that's so. I mean, I'm not. I'm impressed, but not really impressed. Like, and honestly, yesterday's win. Yesterday's win from the from from the Clippers. 
it didn't really do anything. It didn't really do anything to to my mental and how I feel about the Lakers going back to back as champions. I still think the Lakers are going to go back to back as champions. Quote me on that. Quote me on that. The Lakers are still going back to back. Don't 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 play yourself and be dumb. I don't want to see anybody saying, "Oh, well, the Clippers." Are you? I'm gonna keep it clean. Are you dumb? Are you dumb? Stop playing. The Clippers are not winning anything this year. All right. Again, look, look, and just just analyze what happened. It took Paul George scoring 30, 33 points. Is it thirty three or 30, 33 points for the Lakers to beat the Clip for the Clippers to beat the Lakers? Do you think that's gonna happen? Do you think that's gonna happen four times in a seven game series? Hell no. Do you think? Wait, wait, wait. Do you think? And I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get into the numbers right now. LeBron James had twenty two points, five rebounds. He went seven of seventeen. How often is that gonna happen? Mm, more times, not likely. Anthony Davis only had 18 points and 7 rebounds and went 8 for 15 from, from the field. How often is that going to happen? Not very often. Dennis Schroeder, 14 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, 5 for five, five for 15 from the field. Actually, very, very good game from Dennis Schroeder. Was flirted with a triple-double, 2 assists away from triple-double in his first game in the purple and gold. Montrezl, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 6 of 7. Kyle Kuzma, 15 points, 6 of 11. All right. How often is LeBron? How often is LeBron James going to be held under twenty-five points? Not often. How often is LeBron going to be held to n- not nearly ten assists? Not often. How often is Anthony Davis going to be held to eighteen points, seven rebounds? Not often. That's honestly an average game for Anthony Davis. That's not going to happen often. We know what we know what those two bring to the table. All right, we know what those two bring to the table. So I don't really see that happening often. And as good as Paul George played, they only won by seven points. So I mean, there, there. You you can spin it either way, but I like to be honestly. I like to be realistic. First game of the season, you know, and, th- and honestly, this is what happened last year. The Lakers lost the first game of the season to the to the to the Clippers, and look what happened then. Went on to win this. Went on to win the NBA championship. So not really too worried about that. Honestly, I don't really. Uh, props to the Clippers for getting a win. I'm pretty sure this is going to be an important win to them. Gives them you know the confidence. That, oh, we can beat the Lakers. Uh, I guess. I mean. Can you beat them when it really matters, though? But anyways, let me get to the let me get into Clippers box score. So Kawhi Leonard had twenty six points, two rebounds. Didn't really shoot too efficient uh, last night. Ten of twenty six from the field. Paul George had thirty three points, six rebounds, thirteen and eight from the field, twenty six points in the second half. Salute to you, Paul George. Salute to you, PG. I guess I guess the first thing he wanted to do was come out and like stop calling me pandemic P. So he you know you know way off, way off. I'll never forget that. Serge Ibaka, 15 points, 6 rebounds, 5 of 7 from the field. Patrick Beverly, 10 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 of 9 from the field. Ivica Subac, 11 points, 6 rebounds, 4 of 5 from the field. Lou Williams, Lemon Pepper Lou, 11 points, 4 of 9, 3 assists, and 2 rebounds. So the Clippers' next game is on Christmas against the Nuggets. We'll see how they perform in that one. And the Lakers' next game is against the Mavericks, and we'll see how they perform in that one. Uh, Again, very excited to even just have basketball back like that. That's really exciting to me. I love it. I uh, was very happy, to, just happy to see that basketball is back. You know, because football season is winding down, and one of the one of the three sports that I mainly cover is going to you know be be absent, uh, going on a hiatus for a couple months. Not a couple for actually a long a long time. It's going to be like what nine months? Like after after the end of January, you got nine months of no football. But hey, it is what it is. So. 
salute to the Clippers again. I'm never one to and it's, and shout out to uh, damn Tyron Lue and his coaching staff for getting their first win under the Tyron Lue era of the Los Angeles Clippers. Again, Paul George, shout out to him. Like you know, one thing I'm always say is I like I said nobody's ever said that Paul George is not good, but we know. We know we know he's a skilled player and he's a talented player. Same thing with James Harden. Everybody knows that James Harden is a talented player, but I mean, in the playoffs, what really happens when when what really happens? Not much. I mean, obviously James Harden doesn't disappear the way Paul George does, but I mean, it's it's still kind of like the same sort of like the same effect where it's just like okay, well, we know what we're gonna get from you from the regular season, but can you actually produce quality performance and quality minutes? In a playoff game, can you remain efficient? Can you remain the same MVP caliber player that you are during the regular season? And unfortunately for those two for those two players that I just named, as of right now, it's a no. So I mean, we're gonna have to wait till the next playoffs to see. But as of right now, it's a no. I'm not really too impressed by the win. Again, I said it already, but let me get to the next game. So the Nets beat the Warriors like they stole something from them, and it was bad. It was bad. So the Nets won last night, one twenty five to ninety nine in KD's. New York, I said New York, Brooklyn, New York, yeah, New York, Brooklyn, all that. Brooklyn Nets debut. So they won 125 to 99. And I, when I was watching the game, I was like, oh, I don't know about this one. I just got into an argument with uh, with some of the guys at the studio, and we we're just talking about uh, whether the Warriors are going to be contenders or how, they, how good they were going to be in the Western Conference this year. And I'm honestly going to say, I said that they'll they make the playoffs. They'll play a decent team, probably be a four, five, six seed. I don't know about that after what I saw yesterday. And I'll admit, I'm not actually sure if it's the fact that Brooklyn is so good or the Warriors just looked that trash because it's honestly a bit of both. I understand that Brooklyn is a good and very deep team, but, damn, the Warriors were getting smacked by, like, 30 at one point, like 35 or something like that. I'm like, bro, this is – and I fell asleep. I fell asleep and I woke up. I fell asleep after the first half. I woke up right in time for the Laker game. It's just crazy. It's like my body knows exactly when I wake up. But after watching that, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know if I don't. I really don't know about the Warriors again. It, from from what I saw again, from what I saw yesterday, I'm like, damn, this team could be headed again uh, uh, towards not making the playoffs. And I would say a lottery pick because I mean, if Steph Her- if Steph Curry stays healthy all season, I don't see them getting no fucking lottery pick. But I, I'm kind of on the fringe now of whether they'll make the – like, again, I still have to – obviously have to see more. Sample size is pretty small. The Warriors played like the second best – in my opinion, the second best team in the NBA, and they got thrashed. So, I mean – and also Steph didn't, Steph didn't shoot the best that night, last night. So, I, I really don't know. Well, in, in, in like a month, in like a month, we'll, I'll, I'll figure out I'll, – I'll, I'll, I'll peel back to this game and like an, really analyze it again and see me – all right, well – this is what's really happening right now versus this is what's really happening. But, again, sample size isn't big enough. But, anyways, how I knew it's it, it, – I don't know. How I knew that this was going to be an iffy game for the Warriors is they gave up 40 points in the first quarter, 99 points through three quarters, and it was just, like, very, very bad to watch. And – Props to, props to the Nets for playing lights out. They played incredible. They played incredible. They didn't skip a beat. They didn't miss a beat. My, like, let everyone, I want everyone to remember that this team made the playoffs and they had a lot of, they had a lot of key players that didn't even go to the bubble and they still made the playoffs. 
Like they they play decent in the they play decent they play decent they play good enough to make the playoffs in the bubble, without a lot like they signed the most they signed the most play, uh, players during that uh, inactive period where the NBA was gone for like five months. They signed the most players because a lot of their players weren't going to the bubble. They still made the playoffs, and that team now just got Kyrie back because Kyrie. I think I, if I'm if not mistaken, Kyrie didn't go to the bubble. Got Kyrie back, KD's back, and. Now they're thr- they're just thrashing teams and just look they look great. They honestly look incredible. Like no cap. They look great. 40 points in one quarter, 100 in, in, in and part of that is the Warriors defense was just lackluster and garbage. But part of that is I mean KD is KD, Kyrie is Kyrie. Ky- Kyrie I seen Kyrie put the moves on good than a mug. P- Kyrie put the moves on Brad Wanamaker. Y'all know what y'all know what play I'm talking about. He was dead. Ha 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 ha. Got got to the basket, faked him, and then just pulled up. Hayaka. Ooh, get dubbed. Yes, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie did his shit honestly. And one again, nobody's surprised to ever see Kyrie go off because we know what Kyrie can do. KD, this was KD's first game in a, in 520 days, almost eighteen, not almost around eighteen months. 18 months, because the last time he played was June of 2019. So, yeah, it was it was exact, like around 18 months, around 18 months. So, and another thing, man, again, I, I already said it, but the Nets, the Nets, the Nets as a team are, are deep, are deep. Peep this. Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving. Joe Harris. DeAndre Jordan. Spencer Dinwiddie. That's their starting five. Off the bench, they have Karis LeVert, who can start on like, honestly, Karis LeVert can start on like 80% of the teams in the NBA. Jared Allen can start on like 60% of the league, the, the teams in the, in the NBA. Torian Pence would be a good a, a good rotational piece in any any team in the NBA. And Landry Shamit can start on like probably half the teams in the NBA. Sharp and and if he doesn't start, he's going to be a a a, mem- a key member of their rotation. The Nets have a really good team. The Nets have the Nets have players with the Nets have all the, all the players that are coming off the Nets bench have playoff experience. They were playing in the playoffs last year. All of them, every single one of them. That's their bench. Come on, man. The, if the Lakers meet the if the Lakers meet the Nets in the play in the finals, they're gonna have their hands full. Man, that's the only team that I fear for my Lakers that probably they wouldn't have 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 an easy beating. Other than that, yeah, the Bucks, no, the Clippers, no, no, no other team, no other team scares me besides besides the Brooklyn Nets. But let me get into the actual figures of the game. So Kevin Durant had twenty two points. Went 7 of 16 from the field, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Kyrie Irving had 26 points, 10 for 16, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Karis LeVert with a 20-burger, 6 of 17, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Joe Harris poured in 10 points, 4 of 8 from the field, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists. Steph Curry. One thing, I'll, one thing I'll, before I get into, before I get into the, the, the Warriors box score, I'm going to say this about Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry better make the fucking playoffs, all right? And here's why. Last year, Chris Paul 
and the Oklahoma City Thunder had a 3% chance to make the playoffs when the season started. They made the playoffs. All right? And I, I dare someone, I dare someone to literally come out and prove to me that you picked them to make it to the playoffs because no one did. I didn't. My homies didn't. We all thought Oklahoma City would be relevant. He took Chris Paul takes them to the playoffs. James Harden has taken bum ass Rocket teams to the playoffs. The 2016, 2016 team to be exact. LeBron James has taken bum ass teams to the playoffs. Damian Lillard pulled up to the bubble and dropped 50 on multiple occasions to take his team to the playoffs. If Steph Curry doesn't take this team to the playoffs, like if, I, if Steph Curry doesn't take this team to the playoffs, even the A seed, I don't know, man. I do not know. An MVP caliber player is supposed to be able to like basketball. Basketball is one of those one of those sports where if you have one really really good player, he can sway the outcome of one game. Of games like one really really good player sways the eye, and Steph Curry is that really really good player, so he can sway the outcomes of a lot of games because he's just that good. So, what what I saw from him last night isn't going to cut it for the rest of the season, straight up. What I saw from Steph Curry last night not going to cut it, not going to cut it at all. Twenty points, seven of twenty one from the field, six rebounds and ten assists. This it's the seven of twenty one for me. That's not that is not going to cut it. Kelly Oubre, 3 of 14, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. That's not going to cut it. James Wyman, 19 points, 7 of 13, 5 rebounds. Eh, pretty good rookie debut, but don't take that, don't take the 19 points to, to straight to the head. They were down most of the they were down most of the game. I think the closest they were the 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 the, the closest they were was when the game first started. And then after that, like 20 points was probably the the closest they got it back down to to even tying the game. Andrew Wiggins played fucking terrible. 13 points, 4 of 16, two rebounds. Yeah, if uh that this type of stuff continues to happen, the Warriors aren't going anywhere. Anywhere. Nowhere. Hopefully the Warriors bounce back. I don't know how they'll look against the I don't know exactly how they'll look against the um, the Bucks on Christmas, but I, I don't expect. I don't. I honestly don't expect them to win that game. And for the Nets, I would love to see the Nets beat up on a team like you know Miami, beat up on a team like the the Celtics, beat up on a team like the Wizards, beat up on a team like the Bucks. Um, I'm not really too impressed. I am impressed, but I'm not too impressed because one, the sample size isn't a lot, and two, I know the Warriors aren't the best defensive team. Especially with the with the roster they filled it out yesterday, not yeah. I don't know about that. Nah, no. So last topic of today's podcast, Juju Smith. All right. So today's Wednesday. Yesterday, because uh, the day before was Monday Night Football, a reporter asked Mike Tomlin if he was going to talk to Juju Smith about his pregame antics and dancing, and you know, on other people's field in the middle of the field, whatever prior to the game. And he said that yeah, he's gonna talk to him, talk, talk, have a conversation with Juju. And I'm a little, I'm a little uh, torn between you know, I always want, like I said in, in yesterday's podcast, I always want people to express themselves and you know be who they are and you know be comfortable in their own skin. And I like, lo- I love fun, I love fun, I love taunting, 
But you know, I honestly, I'm I'm gonna have to, and I and I said I said how I feel about Juju, and I and I and that I've seen him progress from high school, at Long Beach Poly to USC. When he stiff armed Dominique Catfield and just pointed at him, was like, "Come on, eat that!" All the smoke, just shoved his face straight to the ground, to where he's at in the NFL. But I want to say this: since Antonio Brown left the Steelers almost two years ago, Juju Smith-Schuster has has had one hundred yard receiving game, just one. He's averaging, and and since that span, he's averaging roughly 50 yards a game. Since that span, Danny Amendola has had more receiving yards than him. And also in that span, he's had 10 more receiving yards than Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is like the fourth receiver on the depth chart for the Raiders. And as of right now, he's the 47th, the 47th, like the hat brand 47, he's the 47th best receiver in football. That's fucking terrible. Okay, look, look, if, if, if that's the case, everything I said is true. You are not good enough to be acting a full pregame because, look, look, personally, personally, football is such a serious sport and, like, between the white lines, you have to be locked in like that that all that stuff does not make sense bro like and at the end of the day it's about respect that is not something you should be doing like and you know what the crazy thing is oh my god he's been doing this for a while now he did it on the Cowboys field he did it on the Jaguars field he did it on the Bills field he did it on the Steelers field he did it on the Bengals field. But now it's starting to get now it's starting to create a storyline because he got his shit smacked by Von Bell and he had three catches for 15 yards. If you're a fantasy owner of Juju Smith, I know you're not happy. Especially if you needed a big game for him from him. I hope I hope uh I hope everything works out. I hope he cuts that out. There's nothing wrong with dancing and doing that. Corvette, Corvette. But uh the middle of the field doesn't it doesn't you don't need to do that there. And honestly, pick it up, please. Jesus Christ, pick it up. What I'm seeing from Juju Smith right now is not is not at all what I thought I thought I would be seeing from him. And the sample size of him without A B is starting to look crazy. Cause he's starting to look just like a regular receiver. Like a regular receiver. Like he he's not wowing me anymore. He's not like doing any like Juju needs to be focused on getting in the end zone and getting his stats up. The way it's looking right now, no, 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 it's not. Juju's not going to have 1,000 yards this year. He's probably going to have like 800. Not that that's terrible. Not that that's terrible. But, I mean, his rookie season, he had he had roughly 1,000, if I'm not mistaken. But that's going to be the end of today's podcast. Appreciate you guys for, for listening, rocking with me. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Stay blessed. Viral movie, Favi, pow, shake the room. Rest in peace, pow, smoke.